The Fight Show on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted parlays to in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today to receive a $500 risk-free bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. We'll support you by PropSwap, America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets. Use your promo code SGP on your first deposit. Receive up to $500 in bonus cash. That's PropSwap.com and a promo code SGP. We'll support you by PixWise. PixWise is your number one home for free sports betting picks. Visit PixWise.com to make your next bet better. We'll support you by Underdog Fantasy. Sign up at UnderdogFantasy.com for the promo code SGPN and receive $25 to use in Best Ball Mania 2 for a chance to win $1 million. And of course, don't forget to download the SGPN app. SGPN is giving you a chance to win $100,000 in NFL Week 1 exclusively on the SGPN app. Download it on the App Store or the Google Play Store today. You are listening to The Fight Show here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. You can follow the Sports Gambling Podcast Network on Twitter at the SGP Network. That's at the SGP Network. You can follow me on Twitter. I am the host of the Soccer Gambling Podcast. You can follow me at SGP Soccer. That's at SGP Soccer to get my additional content, which is my pay service. That is lockbetting.com. You can get betting packages there, which mean that you get tracked plays. I have 99 months in a row of transparent track profit. The spreadsheet for the previous month is always at SGP Soccer, the Twitter account. It's the pinned tweet at SGP Soccer. But to see all of my previous P&Ls for the last eight years and three months, I have eight years and three months of consecutive winning months. Head over to lockbetting.com where all of the spreadsheets are kept. I use a Patreon page because that allows me to be completely transparent. However, the only drawback is if you sign up in the middle of the month, they will bill you for the entire month. So if you sign up now, you'll get billed again on September the 1st. But if you do sign up, you will get plays for this Manny Pacquiao fight, for the UFC, for all of the soccer this weekend and WWE SummerSlam. Last week, we started the soccer season with a 10-2 and weekend. So we also have our futures sitting there as well, and we're releasing NFL futures for the week. However, if you want to wait till September the 1st, that's completely understandable as we go for our 100th month of transparent track profit over at lockbetting.com. Looking at the, the fight show today, looking at what we're here to, to analyze, which is the Manny Pacquiao fight. He was supposed to fight against Errol Spence, and I think that would have been the last time we probably saw Manny Pacquiao in the ring because I was expecting uh, Spence to take him apart. And I really liked the, the line movement on that as people were backing Manny Pacquiao. We were getting Errol Spence 
at one to two. I had that as a very generous prize because I thought Errol Spence should have been more like minus 500, minus 600. So I was dying to back Spence. But unfortunately, the fight is cancelled. In steps in your Dennis Ugas here. And that's the fight we are getting tomorrow night in Vegas with Manny Pacquiao. Um, I don't think it will be his final fight. Though. Well, it could be if he ends up losing uh, again. Um, that will be his final fight. But last time we saw Manny Pacquiao, he was impressive. But some time has gone by. He is now 42 years old. Is he susceptible to an upset? Was he there for the taking for Errol Spence, for Errol Spence to look very, very convincing and to, and to get that win? And um, I, and now is there an opportunity that instead of Errol Spence doing what Errol Spence was supposed to do, which is really establish himself as a household name, now uh, Ugas could step in and uh, create a monumental upset. I mean, Pacquiao is not one who isn't susceptible to losses. He's not got a clean record. In his 71 fights with 62 wins, 39 by knockout, he does have seven losses and two draws, including some brutal knockouts. However... I don't think any loss bothers Manny Pacquiao more than the loss that he had against Jeff Horn, which that was a fight that he clearly won in July 2017. It was a hometown decision in Brisbane, Australia. So he shouldn't really have that loss against Jeff Horn. So if you disregard that loss, you have to go back to uh, Juan Manuel Marquez, who actually stopped Manny Pacquiao back in 2012, and that was a brutal knockout and then you go to the Floyd Mayweather fight for his last real loss which is actually six years ago obviously in May 2015 the the biggest fight of all time since then he's managed to get a decision victory over Timothy Bradley Jesse Vargas uh, he did win that fight against Jeff Horn although it's down as a loss he managed to lock, knock out uh, Lucas Matisse or get the stoppage the unanimous decision victory over Adrian Broner where he just looked very good won nearly every round and Keith Thurman two years ago, but that was two years ago, just over two years ago. It was in July, uh, July the 20th, 2019. So it's two years of inactivity now with Manny Pacquiao, 227 days into being a 42 year old. So he's closer to 43 than he is to 42. So what kind of difference will that make here in this fight? Well, the books still have Manny Pacquiao. As a significant favourite, he's available at two to seven to to win this fight outright. We'll go through the the other markets here in terms of how I think this fight will be won shortly. Uh, your Dennis Ugas is available at three to one. It's twenty to one here via the draw. Uh, the TKO victory for Manny Pacquiao is available at thirteen to eight, and it's six to five via decision. That certainly appeals as we ran through the the record of Manny Pacquiao as of late. He has been winning the decision victories, albeit convinced. Ugas is 10 to 1 to get this done via KO TKO, and he's available at 4 to 1 to win this via a decision. Looking at the uh, the round betting here, Manny Pacquiao rounds 1 to 4, 10 to 1. Manny Pacquiao rounds 5 to 8, 5 to 1. Manny Pacquiao rounds 9 to 12, 6 to 1. Ugas is 40 to 1 in the first four rounds, 5 to 8, he's 25 to 1, and 9 to 12. He is 25 to 1. Um, the wider round betting sees Manny Pacquiao rounds 1 to 6 at 5 to 1 and Manny Pacquiao rounds 7 to 12 at 3 to 1. 
I think if you are taking the decision, you would look at a, a little hedge there. Perhaps even later, if you can take the, the nine to 12, which were previously, previously quoted at six to one, uh, Ugas is 25 to one in rounds one to six and 20 to one in rounds seven to 12. What was interesting was I saw an interview this week where Keith Thurman was actually picking Manny Pacquiao to, to lose this fight. He was making a case for Ugas. And I think it's the only case you can really make for Ugas, but I definitely think it's worth listening to. So have a listen to this clip here of Keith Thurman breaking down the fight and a potential upset here for Ugas against Manny Pacquiao. All right, here with the man Keith Thurman. Is it as competitive in the booth with Sean as it was in the ring? Or Oh, uh, you know, we, we competitive when it comes to the suit-tie game. He actually loaned me this tie, so, I, you know, I, I, I got to give credit on that, man. But, you know, we're always a little competitive, you know, ever since our, our fight in New York, you know. Um, but he, he's great at what he does. I'm great at what I do. And really, I'm here for the fans, man. If it wasn't for the feedback that I get from the fans and how that they love to see me in the ring, they love to see my input outside of the ring, that's what motivates me to be here and step up and do these kind of gigs. Now, Sean said, you know, talking because he obviously faced you and you guys at his best. He said he's a considerable step down from from a level of you or Spence. Do you see it that way with Manny taking on Ugas this Saturday as well? That it's a he's fighting an easier opponent than he did two years ago in yourself. I mean, fighting an easier opponent when you're or 42 less years old. Yeah less difficult. Look, this is what I, I always say about Manny Pacquiao. Let's just go through Manny Pacquiao's career. Manny Pacquiao's not an undefeated fighter. Manny Pacquiao's the kind of guy that with other certain guys, he has problems. We are all human beings. Manny is only so big. Yes, David beats Goliath, you know, and he's done it, but Styles makes fights. I'm not sure if this really is a great style. Ugas with those long arms, what was difficult for me is when Pacquiao creates those angles, when Pacquiao, he's already small, when Pacquiao ducks, I felt like I didn't have a punch for that, but Ugas's long arms, something about long-range fighters, when they throw uppercuts, they can reach lower. They can reach lower in their uppercuts. I think the uppercuts for Ugas is going to be a key to victory. The body shots. We did see Manny Pacquiao fade. We did see me step up in the later rounds. If that happens again, can he dog it out at 42 years old? That's what we're here to see tomorrow night. Hey, you, wanted to fight, you, wanted to fight, you wanted to fight uh, Ugas before Earl Spence got the chance with Pacquiao fight. I thought it would have been a great fight for me Is this year to come back. It didn't happen. It didn't happen. And I would have loved for it to happen. I, it would have been a great fight for me, um, especially two years of inactivity. I would have loved that fight. That fight did not manifest at, at the timeline and on the clock. I was sitting back waiting. I'm still training. Where's the contract, baby? You yeah, should keep What's the timeline to get one time back go. in the ring? Any time, anytime, anytime, any date. I'm out here working, man. I'm out here working. What's a good return fight for you? Shoot, right now, yeah. anybody who wants to sign a contract. Javante, 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 I don't wholly disagree with anything that he said. I do think that 42 is going to make it difficult here for Manny Pacquiao to be the same fighter, despite the fact that two years ago he, he did beat Keith Thurman in, in the ring. But I don't think that it's enough for Manny Pacquiao to, to lose this fight. I do think there'll be rounds where he looks rusty. I do think there'll be rounds where Ugas can utilise that length. But I do think Manny Pacquiao still wins this fight. I don't think that he looked 
close enough to the end when he beat Keith Thurman for him to lose to Ugas. I do think that he's close enough to the end where Errol Spence was the wrong fight for him and uh, he would have got taken apart. And Pacquiao has spoken about still taking that Errol Spence fight if uh, Errol Spence gets healthy or when Errol Spence gets healthy. So I don't think retirement is on the cards here. I think that was something that was speculated upon, but I really think he feels like he will win this fight. I feel like he'll win this fight. I think he'll get it done on the cards. But I've got some audio here of Manny Pacquiao talking uh, to TMZ about the Errol Spence fight and how he'll still take it if Errol Spence is uh, healthy in the near future. How are you feeling about Spence dropping out? How you feel? Uh, you disappointed? I feel okay, but uh, you know I'm praying for him for uh, his fast recovery. Um, I'm tested. This is um, the most important thing is the health uh, right. of uh, individuals, and and uh, I work hard for this uh, training camp. Uh, I trained like uh, when I was young. Too excited, but uh, good thing that uh, Ugas is uh, the undercard and uh, it's happening that way. So um, my my work hard in training and hard work in training is not wasted. Right. Um, because there's Ugas, I can still uh, uh, prove uh, my my skill in, in in the ring. Right. It's August 21. Bo- uh, boxing fans were really excited about you fighting Spence. Is there a chance that you guys are still going to fight in the future? Do you still want that fight? Oh, let's uh, pray first to uh, his uh, fast right. recovery in his eyes, his creation. So, um, that's the, the most important thing. You get a chance to fight for your belt again, though. That's That's got to be pretty exciting for you, right? Yes, uh, exciting. Um, I'm so uh, excited to, uh, uh, to settle down with... Gonna be the champion, right? Absolutely. Do you think is this an easier or a harder fight than fighting Spence? You know, Spence was a really tough competitor. Is this is this an easier fight for you? Is this a tougher fight for you? Where do you think? Uh, I still uh, consider it uh, um, a good fight, um, a hard fight. Right. I will not uh, taking this fight lightly. Um, I, uh, I have to make sure that uh, I'm not uh, overconfident. Yeah. Do you have a prediction for how it's going to go down? No, I don't predict. I will do my best. Would, will this be, you know, will this be your last fight, or do you think you'll fight again? It could be, or there are more. Uh, one at a time. I may. It, right. If Spence is healthy, if Spence recovers, do you would you think that you would take that fight again? Would you be down? Yes, I have a problem with that. Okay. As long as uh, still the physical fit and uh, okay. God bless. Hey. Best of luck, man. I appreciate it. Hey, really quick, are you considering a run for president in the Philippines still? No. 2022, there's an election. Right now, I see the side politics first and then focus on 21. Okay, fair enough. Thank you. God bless, man. Thank you so much. So yeah, you heard Pacquiao there still leaving the dispense fight on the table. So I don't think we're looking at any kind of final retirement fight here. I still think that there's a Spence fight in his future and I think that will occur. I think Pacquiao will do what he needs to do here. I think a victory on the cards is what's expected. Ugas has never been knocked out. All of his four defeats have come via decision and Manny Pacquiao has only stopped one of his past 16 opponents since 2009 so I think the clean and easy way to victory here will be to take Pacquiao on points I don't think he's going to do anything risky but I also don't think he's going to look like a 42 year old going close to 43 I don't think he's going to be the same as he was in his 30s but I don't think we're going to see massive regression from the Thurman fight and even if we do see a little bit it's still enough to to win the 
of this fight. He's had a really good training camp, obviously because it was in preparation for Errol Spence. If it wasn't a good training camp, that fight would have ended, I think, relatively early. I do think Spence would have stopped him anyway, possibly in the later rounds. I think that was a terrible fight for Pacquiao and I was looking forward to betting Spence and I look forward to betting Spence in the future so hopefully en route to that we can cash an extra bet which is Manny Pacquiao winning this weekend and taking it on the scorecards which is available at the best price of 6-5 to five, but widely available at plus 110, 11-10 here UK price It was the return of John Cena returning to WWE That's a promo clip from WWE SummerSlam, who will be the biggest show in town in Vegas. They are at the Allegiant Stadium, home of the Raiders. They will be in the stadium. Manny Pacquiao and Ugas will be fighting at the T-Mobile Arena. So this is the biggest show in town, like it or not. And we will be covering it here on the SGP, like it or not. We do do the big shows here for the WWE because they are widely available to gamble on. That's why you'll be hearing about the Royal Rumble, WrestleMania and SummerSlam here on the fight show. If you don't want to bet on it, you can turn off. But we have a phenomenal record hitting at over 90%. To get all of my official plays, head over to LockBetting.com. I am going to gloss over the card here with my predictions. John Cena is challenging Roman Reigns in the main event where Roman Reigns is the 1-6 to favourite and John Cena is available at 4-1. to 
This is going to be quite chalky. I do think Roman Reigns will defend the championship. And I think the same about Bobby Lashley going up against Goldberg. Yes, that Goldberg. And these odds are exactly the same. So I would be looking at parlaying the the two main champions here to come out of Allegiant Stadium with the titles intact. Uh, Two women's title matches. The one on Raw sees Nikki Ash defending her title against Charlotte Flair and Rhea Ripley, where Ash is available at four to five. It's seven to four on Charlotte Flair. It's nine to two on Rhea Ripley. I would think Charlotte wins this title back and drops it to Becky Lynch, but I don't know what the contract status is of Charlotte at the moment. It does seem like she could be on her way to AEW, and AEW is another company right now who's gaining a lot of momentum. Most of the talk this weekend is going to be about the big return of CM Punk that I just watched on on AEW Rampage, and uh, whatever WWE do at SummerSlam, which is crazy to think about, CM Punk is going to dominate the weekend. So WWE and a lot of pressure to put on a good show here and um, in this particular match I do think these three were capable of putting on a decent match we've seen Charlotte and Ripley have one but I cannot really make a case for either Ripley or Charlotte Charlotte could win the title um, if her contract status is, is is sold but no one really knows when that contract is expiring and we know it's soon we know her boyfriend's at AEW and we know her dad Ric Flair is leaving WWE for AEW so that makes that one very very difficult to play um, Rhea Ripley just had a very poor title run and Nikki Ash is a new title holder so I think I would be going for Ash in this one the other title match is a rematch from Wrestlemania where Bianca Belair is going up against Sasha Banks she's the 8-15 to favorite to retain and Banks is available at 11 to 8. Banks has made some controversial uh, anti-vax comments and I think there is a little bit of heat on her. I think she's coming back to do this match because it's the only real match you can do with Bianca Blair at the time. She's been booked so strongly as champion. It's difficult to see anybody being a realistic challenger. Sasha is a realistic challenger but given the strength of booking I don't see a title change here in this one either. Um, as for Edge versus Seth Rollins, I think this so far um, is the most split match I think that I can that I can see out of them. Despite the fact we have Edge as a one to three favorite and Rollins at nine to four, given that I see this as somewhat of a of a sixty forty, the the Rollins odds do appeal to me because he is the younger guy and Edge is coming in here to put over younger talent. Plus, Edge winning doesn't really do anything because he can't get another title shot at Roman Reigns. But likewise, Seth Rollins is a so it'd be weird to see him challenging Roman Reigns if he turns babyface. And if he turns babyface, this loss to Edge won't really matter. And then Edge can go over to the, the Raw brand in the draft and still be strong off the back of this win. Whereas if he loses, that means Edge hasn't won a single match this year other than the Raw Rumble. So, uh, and um, I, I believe he beat one of the Usos on, on television. So a little bit difficult to call. I am going to lean towards Edge because I do think Rollins will be able to recover from this loss with a babyface turn possibly but um, I'm not 100% sure on this one uh, Damien Priest challenges Sheamus for the championship, the US championship. It's 2-5 on Priest. It's 7-4 on Sheamus. I've seen better odds than this on, on Damien Priest. The site I'm quoting has him at 2-5. I think I see him at around about 8-15. to 15. I do think he'll win the championship here. Uh, th- this card is, is lacking title changes. I think the two that I can pick out is this one here for Priest and RK Bro winning the titles, which I'll talk about next. I think the company are behind Priest. That's why they put him with Bad Bunny at WrestleMania. I think he wins the 
the title here. And RK Bro versus AJ and Omos. I think this one could open a show. One of the, the good storylines they've done, and there haven't been very many in the last, um, in the last year has been the formation of RK Bro. This is a position which I think is beneath Randy Orton, but it ha- helps Matt Riddle get over via association. Uh, AJ and Omos, I think, need to go their separate ways. There's lots of singles matches for AJ to have. Uh, he's also coming towards the end of his contract, so I don't think it's going to appeal to him to re-sign when there's so many things going on at AEW if he's in this tag team. I also think they want to do more here with Omos. He may be ready to go and work singles matches on his own. Uh, what I don't think anybody wants to see is a split between these two and, and, and a bunch of matches where AJ Styles has to lose to Omos, but that is a possibility with AJ being on, on the way out if he doesn't re-sign his next contract. He signed in 2016 for three years and renewed in 2019 for a lot more money. In fact, during that contract that he signed in 2016, his pay was increased significantly as he was the WWE champion. So I can see reasons for AJ to stay and reasons to go, but I cannot see uh, any reason why uh, RK Bro don't win the titles here. If they don't win it here... Um, and there's some kind of shoddy finish. I think that'll be very unsatisfactory if you're saving this for, for for Clash of Champions, the next pay per view, and you want to and you want to do it there because you think it's going to be a bigger match in the card. Whereas here, you feel like it's something that kind of gets lost in the shuffle. I don't think they should do that. I think they should start this with a hot match and get the crowd really going here with um, RK Bro winning the titles in the opener. Um, I have the Usos beating Dominic Mysterio and Rey Mysterio in what will be a standard title defence. And um, then I also look at um, Alexa Bliss getting the victory over Eva Marie. She's priced up at 1-4 to four with Eva Marie at 3-1. to one. Eva Marie needs a win, but I just think this will be very much um, a case of hocus-pocus. The one possible upset on the card that I've picked out is um, is Drew McIntyre versus Jinder Mahal. Now, Drew's available at 1-4. to four. Jinder's available at 11-4. to four. Drew is, is a friend of mine, so I talk to him um, on, a, on a regular basis. He's just been the WWE champion, but he did it during the, the COVID era. And now that fans are back, they've never seen him as WWE champion. So, um, WWE champion. So it'd be unfortunate if he never got back to the top of the mountain. But I do think there's some COVID stench on Drew in terms of... Of, um, they, they link him too much to a COVID period. He's the champion of um, of COVID in terms of where there was no fans there. He's a champion of the Thunderdome, which is where they had uh, fans watching on screens, where they put up all of these screens. And I think there's a, an unfortunate association to that with Drew McIntyre, which is why I don't think the crowds are taking to him as much as they did before they went away, because he was red hot as the winner of the 2020 Royal Rumble. His booking has still been strong. Um, he's still been booked relatively strong on TV, he's been able to win handicap matches, he's been able to to just win matches in general, it's very very rare that Drew loses, but I think he could lose here, I think that these, his booking has just been way too strong over Jinder Mahal, where he's got through all of the henchmen, destroyed them with chairs, we have now a stipulation uh, this week where if Drew won he would, um, if Drew won the match he would get to carry his sword to ringside and Jinder's lackeys would be banned, and uh, if Jinder's lackeys won the match, their lackeys would be allowed at ringside and the sword would be banned, I I don't know what the significance the sword has because you can't hit anybody with it. But that was the stipulation anyway. Drew won the match. The sword's allowed to ringside and the lackeys aren't. But I just think somehow through hooker by crook, they might find their way to the ring. And look, Jinder needs a win desperately. Uh, Drew does, Drew can't really afford to lose this match. But if Jinder loses this match, that's a, that solidifies his position as nothing in the WWE. And he's also an ex-WWE cha- WWE champion. Sorry, I keep saying WWF because I, know, I do another 
another wrestling podcast with uh, with a guy called Vince Russo, who's the ex-writer of WWE during its peak. And uh, that podcast is called Podcast in a Poll. And we're referring to everything as WWF because we're talking about a period between uh, 1997 and, and 2001 when it was called the uh, the WWF. But um, now, obviously, it's called the WWE because they were sued by the World Wildlife Federation. But yeah, the WWE is what we're talking about. And um, and, and Jinder Mahal, former WWE champion, and I think a loss here solidifies his position very, very low down and just makes sure that, uh, and just solidifies this feud as something for Drew McIntyre to do whilst we're keeping away from the championship. But I can see the shit being extended. I could see Drew taking a loss here. I think this is the really the, uh, the really the only underdog that appeals to me on this card. I still think Drew McIntyre will win. I think all of the favourites will win on this card. It's, it's looking very, very chalky. But if there is one underdog that wins, if there's one match that's so very obvious where the the babyface which is drew has absolutely dominated throughout the entire build it would be this one and um the other the other upsets would be significant because they would involve title title changes and things like that this wouldn't be significant this would just um this would just be an extension of a feud between two guys that don't really have too much to do. So this would be my only upset here. But um, but my my official sweat say would be that they have priced this up correctly. I think all of the favourites would come away with wins. And um, it would if I was picking two underdogs here, I would look at Seth Rollins. And I would look at Jinder Mahal here for WWE SummerSlam. So that's your fight show. Everything we talked about goes down in Vegas tomorrow night. T-Mobile Arena for Manny Pacquiao. And um, the uh, Allegiant Stadium for WWE SummerSlam right across the road. Initially, the plan was for WWE to do this card earlier, uh, an hour earlier, and make sure that it finished in under three hours. So people would be interested in seeing John Cena versus Roman Reigns. John Cena obviously being a household name and a movie star. And people would 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 find that match appealing. And uh, they would then still be able to get across and see the big fight between Pacquiao and Spence. That's no longer the plan. I think SummerSlam is going to be a long card. I do think there'll be some crossover. So you guys will have to make your choice. I will personally be choosing SummerSlam and hoping Pacquiao comes through for us on points. That will be the lock here on on the show, Manny Pacquiao to get it done on the scorecards. I've seen that available at plus 120, widely available at plus 110, 11 to 10. No need to uh, to take anything less than that. It's widely available and that will be the lock here on this edition of The Fight Show. That's it for me in this edition of The Fight Show. Loads of content available for me at the moment. Two episodes of Scamessa Italia over on the Soccer Gambling Podcast. One is a Serie A season preview. One is covering match day one. And of course, the EPL show covering match day two. That's it from me. Good luck with all your bets as always. And thanks for listening.